I had the good fortune to have lived amongst Pine and Aspen in Durango, Colorado. I lived for three years in total solitude. All of this made for some interesting non-ordinary reality experiences. And each one of these non-ordinary reality experiences were much more dramatic, more profound than anything I had experienced previously in the morning of my life. But before I savored my three years of delicious solitude, I met up with Tammy in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then I lived with her in Durango, Colorado. Tammy is the most powerful person I've ever met. Tammy had been most disappointed in me. I'm an avid reader, and yet I lacked any awareness, let alone knowledge, regarding the many books written at the time predicting the end of life on Earth as we know it. Tammy marched me straight down to the bookstore and showed me a shelf full of books with these dire predictions and a fixed, specific date of the destruction of our civilization. And this was common to all of these authors. After a quick perusal, I informed her I thought this uh, amounted to some mighty fine marketing. She insisted on buying uh, one of the books and read uh, chapters to me at home next to the fireplace. For weeks, she kept asking me if I believed this would happen. I had meditated on it and informed her repeatedly, no. Nevertheless, I helped her prepare everything in the basement for this eventuality. We even bought rain-collecting barrels and all kinds of survivalist stuff. I like doing stuff like this because I've always been intrigued with self-sufficiency. I find it generally fun to figure out how to be totally self-sufficient in our modern world. And I'm a technology guy too. Finally, I was at the end of my financial rope with all this doomsday nonsense. Tammy confessed she was confused as to why I'd be doing all these many months of preparation with her if I didn't really believe it was going to happen. Happy girlfriend, happy life was my retort. It was late one night when she informed me that the dreadful prediction with the specific date had come and passed without incident. I inquired as to what the supposed date was again. She laughed and replied, yesterday. Oh, I countered, well, that is good news, huh? She remained stoic. Tammy stated not everything was knowable, even to her. I quickly agreed, and only to have her suggest yet another potential date of our Earth's impending disaster. These new predictions were again, according to the many unabashed authors that were busy tweeting the new date and undoubtedly busily wrapping up their new books about it. I kept thinking about the items we could potentially return or sell. I just want to recoup some of my cash. Tammy refused to sell or attempt to return anything. I relented begrudgingly and refused to spend any more money on this silliness. That is when Tammy handed me the book that sat high up on the shelf in her impressive library. I held uh, it for the first time. It was called Spirit Walker. It was written by Hank Wesselman. It's available on Bantam Books. And she dared me to read it. She told me about her experiences with the Hawaiian chief central to the story and that she had never met Hank. Her dare was also found as a part of her inscription to me on the back cover of Hank's book. I shared my takeaways uh, with her after reading the book and uh, finished up with the fact that, you know, I'd been having some ordinary reality dreams of horses lately, which wasn't all that surprising. I mean, I had dreamt of an ordinary reality of horses uh, beginning at age seven. I believe at some point there, I'd felt that I'd been an Indian brave riding uh, bareback across what appeared to be uh, the Monument Valley. I did ride bareback for real on the beach and see what the next wet sunset. I rode an expensive horse that I took care of this was part of my job. Hmm. This was the best part of my job. 
Tammy shared with me that she'd been told previously by spirits to move from California to Durango, so she did. She'd seen a place and a vision just down the road from the house she ultimately bought. She insinuated perhaps part of the reason she had moved there by herself originally might have to do with the mystery to this day of the Anasazi Indians. This tribe once thrived in the area and according to uh, park rangers and archaeologists and various historians, these Indians had just mysteriously disappeared. 